How to duty, everyone. Welcome back to another Home Brewed podcast. This time we had a return guest for his second interview with Home Brewed. First time was in person. This time it's over Zoom. Maybe the third time would just be a phone call. Maybe we say they're friends of the show and often the, the more we chat to them, the closer they get. Maybe Brandon Duff is going the opposite way. And he's going to become, start as a friend and then slowly move as one of those distant acquaintances who you used to be friends with, but as your lives have evolved, you don't really speak too much anymore. Yeah. And then, and then the final stage, the fourth interview, he's just a hologram. <laughs> and I don't know what that means for the friendship, but we are, we are talking to him via hologram. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this uh, Zoom chat, just a regular type we're still friends here um <laughs> we we uh we catch up with him he's got new music out um and we we as we do and as we did with our last uh, chat with brendan we cover a wide array of things we talk a fair bit of nonsense uh as well um, and we also cover his music and what he's working on and what he has coming up so if you're a fan of this talented central coast musician do listen on uh, and check him out on spotify uh any way that you stream music um, <laughs> as a great Central Coast musician. Uh, and he will be playing a lot of little gigs, pub gigs, this and that around the coast. Um, so check out his Facebook and his socials for that too. Absolutely. And if you're not convinced, stay tuned and listen to our interview with Brandon Duff. And then once you're done, then you can head to his socials and you can check him out because he's, it's a really enjoyable chat. A uh, fair bit of waffling in there, as there always <laughs> tends to be with us. Surprise. Surprise. Please enjoy our chat with Brandon Duff. And he's becoming an even closer friend of the show right now because he's joining us for his second interview. Uh, Brandon, welcome back to Homebrew. Hey, guys. Wow. Did you just say we're best friends now? I think that's what you just said. Yeah, reading between the lines. That's definitely what I think I said. That's so good. Let's <laughs> hang out, guys. Let's hang out. Well, last time we could hang out in the studio, but now we're doing this via Zoom. Uh, we're slowly getting back to being in the studio, Eamon and myself, but we're not quite there yet. Um, and when we last spoke, it was in February and things were very optimistic for 2021 back then. Uh, how has the year unfolded for you? Yeah, obviously probably the same as it has for a lot of people just um a lot of netflix a lot of um eating in bed a lot of sleeping in crumbs in my own filth and um you know just generalized depression so i i hit the big three i think (laughs) at least we can laugh about it right (laughs) you're a triple threat exactly that's what that means right but you have now since been gigging uh you in newcastle a couple of weeks ago and you've sort of been pretty much non-stop um since what has it been like to return to playing live music yeah it's been a bit bit of a change i mean it's good i was looking forward to getting back to some normality but obviously it's a bit weird going from doing nothing all the time to doing something all the time but (laughs) i wouldn't have it any other way i think my body's just got to get used to you know like going places and recognizing faces and just generally being a person again but it's been good so far and i'm excited to never go into lockdown again as we've been promised (laughs) fingers crossed yeah it's a a promise that we are we will absolutely keep our leaders to hopefully anyway hopefully we'll be all right um (laughs) But speaking of your live performances, um, you're back, uh, you have been gigging, uh, and if we can arc back to 
the last time you were gigging, or not the very last time, but you have previously supported Hoodoo Gurus as well as Sneaky Sound System. Um, two awesome acts, both of whom we've played pretty recently on our show, um, and also two very different types of artists. Tell us about those experiences um, and, and which did you prefer, if you're allowed to say that? Um, well, yeah, so the Hoodoo Gurus was when I was hot off the voice, hot property, <laughs> and... Um, I knew Brian Lazotte pretty well, who used to own, well, still owns Newcastle Lazottes, but when there was Sydney and King Cumber Lazottes and the Hoodoo Gurus were doing a little Lazottes tour, so he, Brian got onto me and asked if I'd open up, and um, I was like, yeah, I remember rocking up to the Newcastle one, I forgot to take shoes with me, <laughs> so I was just up there with like all these fancy people having dinner in my socks, just like, I guess this, this is life now, and um, Sneaky Sound System, that was... It's more low-key than it sounds, but they, I, I DJ'd like a private house party just before them, aka supported Sneaky Sound System, I think I could claim, but that was fun too. I mean, you know, I guess they're, they're not really comparable in that sense, but, you know, they were both good times. I didn't, the whole DJing is a new side I don't know if Eamon was aware of it, but it's certainly new information to me, like the fact that you also DJed. Yeah, well, there's many chapters to the book that is Brandon <laughs> Duff, guys. This is why we've got to hang out. Damn it. Well, we know about your Rubik's Cube skills. We know about your obsession <laughs> of hot chips. We discussed that quite in depth last time. I got rid of all the useless information on the first interview <laughs> and now we can get into the, the good stuff. Yeah, this is the proper interview. I used to DJ at like Pulse Nightclub and Woodport and stuff like that, like every weekend at 2am, which was a great time. And um, yeah, I just really enjoyed doing it. And now I DJ weddings sometimes or just like random events, not so much, you know, like dirty sweaty nightclubs but I, I i do miss it sometimes but i don't miss you know it's good if you're like going out with your friends already and then you've got like a 2am set in the main room and everyone's like drunk and having a good time and you feel like a god but it's really bad when no one wants to go out that night and you're dead sober and you've got to drive to pulse at 2am and tj for an hour and you're like why am i doing this this is uh this is really bad <laughs> Um, if we can t t steer away from your DJing a little bit, actually, this has probably influenced it as well, uh, but talk just more broadly about your, your music. Um, it runs in your family, uh, music and music, musical artistry. Um, your grandmother was an opera singer and your mother and sister also have performing arts backgrounds. Did you get much of a choice in terms of um, what you were going to be pursuing as a career and, and as something that you loved? Um, I don't think so. Um, you know, my mum was putting me in little dance and singing shows when I was like four years old and I was doing catwalk at the Imperial Shopping Centre and um, just all the all the classic stage mum stuff. So I was put in it pretty heavily, but then I think as I got older, I still wanted to stick with it in a more professional sense, which I'm kind of the first one of my family to like, you know, actually pursue it as a proper career if you can call what i'm doing that but um yeah that definitely had influence influence on me coming up in that kind of household did you ever go through a period where you maybe resented performing and playing music because of being like thrown into it at such a young age probably when i was like 
younger, I think like the the bow ties and the button-up white shirts get old after, <laughs> after some time. So that's probably why I'm not like in a dance troupe now or doing real, you know, like ba-da-ba kind of stuff. But um, as far as like, you know, playing like the cool music that I do now, I don't think I've ever ever grown out of it. It's good. It's a, a, a fantastic you know, uh, way to approach it, having come from that uh, and now finding your place in a, in a really good spot where you're at now. What do your family say to you now, having uh, your mum having pushed you into those shows as you've grown up and watching all of that unfold um, and now seeing where you've landed, what do they say? Um, yeah, I think, well, yeah, she's definitely proud and, yeah, I guess is happy that she put me in all the shows that she did when I was younger or else, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be doing what I am today, strangely. So yeah, she's, she's super proud and always supportive, which is good. Now, before the interview, um, I was just having a look through your Instagram, Brandon. And, <laughs> I've been noticing this too. And um, I was sitting in this chair here, um, like, if I say LOL, I was actually laughing out loud. You know, we laugh a lot online, <laughs> you do a lot of ha-has. Um, at one particular video, I was like properly laughing. Here we go. And, and it's in that light, I, I really, we need to ask you about your relationship with our former Premier, uh, currently, uh, you know, subject of a pretty serious corruption probe, uh, Gladys Berejiklian. Um, are you another secret boyfriend? Are you the next Daryl Maguire? <laughs> well, I'll just, is she out of frame? I know you can see my bed. I just want to make sure you're not, you're not getting her in the call. Um, you know, I just think... The energy Gladys radiated to all of us through those pref- press conferences every day um, really left an impact on me and everyone, I hope. So I just wanted to show my my appreciation for, for the hard times she put us through. I feel like it was very like... Um, it was it was me with a photo of Gladys on an iPad for anyone who has no idea what's going on, and it was ridiculous. And you Maybe don't some need to see it. No, you would do. be helpful. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you don't need to see it, but you probably should. You should see it. Um, just to get, yeah, just to get an insight of what state I was at three months into lockdown. But yeah, it was very like Tom Hanks and the volleyball from Castaway, like just just slowly going insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as. I'm not political at all, so I, c- I can't comment on if she's a good person or not. But, you know, it, it was just a bit of fun. And I think it took balls for her to get up there 100 days in a row and answer questions she clearly had no idea the answers to because she's not a scientist, but she nailed it for an hour every morning just being able to, you know, semi-bullshit her way through all those journalists. And I mean, massive props to her for that. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm slowly going insane, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you mentioned you weren't political. What was the motivation behind choosing that photo of Gladys and using Gladys for that, uh, that idea? Because obviously it could have been anything or anyone, but you landed on Gladys. Why was that? Um, I think even more sickingly, sickeningly, I knew probably like two weeks into lockdown i was gonna make that video so i was just waiting <laughs> just so and you I was waited till she that. was no longer premier to actually release it yeah well, i know that's, it's a tribute. that's a bummer but um <laughs> yeah um i just needed to wait for her to say to get the sound grab of her saying you know, we'll get out of lockdown mm. on this date which i couldn't even get a clean grab of it's just kind of her saying 
It's looking like October 11 will be the day, the day, the day. So that's the best I could get. But um, yeah, I just used her because again, I've, I think I saw her more than anybody else during lockdown. <laughs> and I just wake point. up, chuck that TV on and just wait for that. Uh, good morning, everybody. And it would just it would just make my day. That good morning, everybody got me every time, especially once I started seeing like the dancing trends on TikTok appear. <laughs> That's all I could think of every morning when she did the press conference. <laughs> oh, no, she's hopefully there's some awesome videos of her singing on, I think, Nova, singing Ed Sheeran and <laughs> any video of her on Kyle and Jackie O is just hilarious because she's trying to be like heaps cool and with the times and her whole personality just changes. But it's hilarious. Props to Gladys. I don't know. Maybe she needs to go to prison. I don't know. But props to her either way. Well, she's in the prison of your heart, Ben. And, and um, we've got to thank you for the awesome <laughs> nice. content that you've created there. <laughs> um, I would encourage I mean, I, everyone check out Brandon's Instagram for his music first and foremost and to keep in touch with where you're going to catch him playing. However, also go on there and watch that video because it really did put a smile on my face today. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, get into it, everybody. <laughs> uh, last time we spoke to you, um, you were actually pretty fresh off a songwriting session with Amy Shark. I believe you flew up to Brisbane and that, um, which would sound like a really cool experience. Now that you've got a little bit of distance between that experience and obviously today, uh, has that influenced how you've approached um, some of the songs that you are releasing now and, and will release in the future? Um, yeah, I think that more than anything, it was kind of like a big confidence boost and yeah, it just kind of made me realize that it's probably important to try and like not procrastinate and actually start writing music because I would just sit on songs and just be like, nah, I don't like that anymore. But after that, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, I need to start releasing some stuff and hearing advice from her was really good and um obviously just getting complimented by someone like her i was like okay maybe maybe i'm not gonna die in a gutter with my guitar in my hands maybe i can <laughs> eventually play you know shows to a, a room full of people who want to hear my music so yeah i think that has has left a lasting effect on you know me, me trying to pursue music and just working with different producers and just working on my own sound and working out you know what what works and what doesn't and try not to be too deterred when when things don't pan out because i just think well amy shark thinks i'm hot so like <laughs> screw that she didn't say that <laughs> she, she, not to you but she's been in touch with us i've, I've told you i've blocked her number she can't she just every night every night she says she calls me and says tell them all i said hi and i just have to say you can't call her anymore <laughs> <laughs> Tell Amy I'm glad Shark Amy Shark is never going to listen to this interview. <laughs> We've, no, she listens to Homebrewed, I'm sure of it. We we play her a bit. We've spoken to her before. And we had a theory about that song, Tell Them All I Said Hi, as well, which went semi-viral on SoundCloud back in the day. So I'm sure she's aware. Oh. I'm sure she listens. I'm sure she's a big fan of the Homebrewed boys. Well, um, in case she is, then I've been talking about a different Amy Shark this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your neighbour Amy Shark, who's constantly calling you, wanting you to come over for a swim or something. Like it's lockdown, I can't, I can't. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but when we spoke to you last time, you sort of mentioned that she did give you confidence off the back of that, and there was sort of a conflicting. Okay, cool, maybe I can do this, but then there was also like a scary thought of it just takes one hit and like yeah. one song, and you can just blow up out of nowhere. 
And for you, you said that wasn't very comforting because you're a fan of routine and has lockdown changed any of that? Like, are you still a creature of routine and habit or is you sort of a bit everywhere now and you're sort of, okay, well, if one song does blow up, then I'm not going to be as scared and I'll sort of embrace it a bit more because of the unpredictability of life. Yeah. Um, Well, first of all, I should say, you know, I'm, if, if any of my songs do blow up, I'm not, you know, I'm not against that. I don't want to deter, (laughs) you know, any heads of Sony that are currently listening to this. But yeah, I think it's just, it's a weird thought that, yeah, it's not like any other profession where you slowly build up to get where you want to be and you know where you'll potentially be in five years time. Yeah, there's no clear pathway. Exactly. And it's so it's, you know, some people do still have a semi-natural progression of getting more and more exposure or then some people like Amy Shark or like Tones and I just kind of overnight go from being, you know, semi-known to just like the most famous artist in Australia, which just sounds a little bit daunting. But um, yeah, I think through lockdown, I don't know. I think, yeah, it probably has maybe more a creature of habit just because you need routine to like get through three and a half months of, <laughs> of not seeing the daylight. But um, yeah, so I guess I, I probably feel the same in that aspect. But any success that may come my way, I, I will cash in on. Well, after this, don't you worry. It will be heard globally, especially because, we, as we just discussed, Amy Shark is listening to this. That's I'm sure true. she'll put in a good That's word true. for you with all of her reps. But speaking of Amy Shark and working with other musicians, for your new track, Crystallize, which you're going to hit play on in a little bit, you worked with Regan Derry. She sort of does the supporting vocals on the track. Now, she was a contestant on Australian Idol in 2006. And we know you've had a past of X Factor and The Voice and those sort of contestant shows. Is that sort of how that link came about or was there, is there a different story behind it? Um, no, it, it just came about because the producer, Rod McCormack, so we were going to have like some local artists on the song. Like the first idea was to kind of have like a group vocal, like chanting some stuff at the end of doing harmonies, but then lockdown came into place and we couldn't do that, so... Rod asked someone he knew about any, like, to send through some, like, female backing singers, and they sent through a few, and then um, he really liked her voice, so it just ended up kind of being more of a coincidence that she was on it, but she has an awesome voice. She sings on the the new Dream Dreams by Fleetwood Mac remix. It's been getting slammed on the radio, so I'll, I'll claim to have the Dreams girl on my song. I'm happy with that. <laughs> and with that track, I mean, you're in- introducing backing vocals, um, which we're about to hear. Um, is this like kind of a newer approach in terms of like layering and elements to your songs? Uh, are, are you looking in different places with the music that you're you're putting out or, and you're hoping to put out soon? Um, yeah, there's still definitely lots of different... Like I'm working on some stuff now that's very much like... 2000s like pop punk kind of vibes and then i've got like demos for like real like indie like contemporary disco songs that i want to make so there's so much stuff that i want to do that you know i'm probably it's going to be hard for me to stick in a pocket of music but yeah this one i just wanted to go like straight down the middle singer songwriter sort of similar to one more night the last one um and then after pairing up with rod he's just he knows everything so he helped with you know kind of the sounds and he programmed all the strings and 
kind of the path it took. So yeah, it just ended up being this. Yeah, it's kind of hard to put a genre on it, but I'd definitely say like singer-songwriter, if that can be a genre, and kind of even, probably just because of like the 3-4 timing, it sits a little bit more in the country, just a, just a little bit in the country world, which, you know, I, I'm not a country artist, but I'm, I'm not mad at, so yeah, I'm just happy, happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, Rod McCormack is a bit of a super music producer, he just... He's worked with so many artists, local artists as well as, you know, obviously national, international artists, and he's yeah. just, yeah, has a magic touch. You mentioned Naughty's sort of pop punk as some of the upcoming releases. You're speaking to my inner, like, teenager right there because, okay. like, that whole era of music was sort of what really got me into music. Music, like the whole Blink-182, Fallout yeah. Boy, Panic! at the Disco, oh. that whole era oh. of music yes. is just so nostalgic to me. Um and I even, like, not, not a band I was, like, massive on, but in your new track, Crystallize, I sort of get vibes of Lifehouse. Okay. I don't know I, if that was an influence or basing a reaction. It's a complete out of nowhere sort of I connection. Know, I, I, no, I'm just trying to think of a Lifehouse song. I know who they are, but I'm just, I can't, I'm going to look them up after this. But, um, yes, that was my influence. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check. I know, I know the name Lifehouse. See, I'm terrible with bands. It's like that with all music, though. I mean, you just invariably you're going to be little sprinkles of this and little sprinkles of that. I mean, that's how we develop. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's, it's kind of must be cool to just be like, okay, yeah, that's a little factor in here too and, and how you've lined up. Um, this yeah. song, Crystallized, in particular, um, when I say it really fast, it sounds like Crystallized, I've realised, <laughs> saying it out loud. But <laughs> um, tell us a bit about the track. What's what's it about? What's inspired it? Yeah, I have noticed that it sounds like Crystallized. I try and say the words like very far apart. Like, okay, this is my song, Crystal Eyes. Um, so it's kind of like... It's a mix between like a love ballad, like meeting someone new for the first time and like they've just got that crystally look in their eyes. So it's about Gladys. And um, also just like a mix between like being young and going out in the city and getting drunk in a park and going out into Newtown and just like finding where you fit in the world. But yeah, I just wanted to do like a real, like kind of, I mean, I'm not saying the lyrics are heaps deep, but I wanted a song where like the lyrics kind of were like, very meaningful whereas kind of some of the other songs i've done it's just like catchy lines that sound cool but i wanted something a bit more in depth kind of like free falling by tom petty like deepness and i was like i want to put like a name of a place because like americans can always say like i'm driving to california or yeah i'm on mulholland drive and i'm like we don't get that so i'm like oh newtown sounds like a place that could be in a song so this is just a glimpse into my shallow songwriting process but yeah, I just wanted like a cool to paint like a nice picture and say, like I say, like she's wearing my corduroy jacket. That was another one of the first lines. I was like, corduroy jacket that because I, you know, I have a corduroy jacket that I love. And I was like, that, that sounds like a line. So I had that in Newtown and then I was 1% of the way <laughs> to finishing the song. What was it like writing a song a bit more deep and meaningful to you? Like, did, you, did it take you a little while to properly get the whole song written and onto the paper or did it actually flow quite easily for you yeah it wasn't too bad and i still it still has like with most of my songs there's like some 
real life elements but then i kind of build like a fictional kind of story around it just so it's not too like real and deep and like this is what i did when i was six years old and stuff like that but um yeah but it actually didn't take too long to write really i think once you like it was just once i was kind of in that pocket of emotion and had like a couple of not like i was sitting there crying writing it but <laughs> like had a couple of lines down it was kind of like oh okay like i sort of feel where this is going i'm just do a little bit have a break for a day or two come back to it and then yeah so it wasn't like done in five minutes but it, it's definitely been easier than some of the other stuff well, that's cool out. and and you know we've teased it a lot we will be hitting planet soon for those listening and anticipating um that one um and we're very much looking forward to hitting plan this one um but before we do move on with that just quickly what is uh the brand i mean you we know you've loved um former premier gladys berejiklian's roadmap out of lockdown what is the brandon duff roadmap out of lockdown moving into next year where everyone in the state will just be running through fields of flowers and and things will be fine again um and no more lockdowns what's your plan what have we got in store oh man i'm just trying to play more shows i guess getting back into the flow of normal life i'd like to find some more places do like original sets so i think we need more of that on the coast hint hint to every single venue on the coast and um yeah just good times nice beards and um you know kiss your neighbor that's that's my message for the lockdown roadmap we've all got beards i'm just noticing boys go us uh, I, I as soon as you said that i thought the same thing mine's probably the least impressive we got stages yours is yeah Amen. Yeah, literally this, I'm like, okay, I'm just trying out a beard or, you know, I'm a regular trimmer of the beard. Keep it semi-neat. Eamon's yeah, I'm a little bit out of control. And then yours is the next level. Yours is like, I've been in lockdown for 18 months <laughs> and it's grown so long that I can actually trim it into like yeah. a, a square under my chin. Like it's very impressive. It's like a Ned Kelly. Well, one thing I really liked looking at your Instagram as well was that you were laying in bed sideways and your beard was still straight. You know what I mean? It was like gra- it's like gravity just moved to the side, and your beard just held its form. That is the mark of a good a, yeah. a good piece of workmanship there in in that beard. Oh, I, I pro- that's the best compliment I can have. Well, yeah, it was down like it was like five inches longer than it is now. I, I was going to say but, I yeah. thought it was longer last time you came in. Yeah, it I wasn't was, sure if it was the camera trick or yeah, something. No, so I just got it trimmed like a couple of days ago, and I'm having separation anxiety. But yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's where the squareness came because it was so Santa beard Ned Kelly that once it was trimmed, mm. it was just like. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I've got a shape on my face. All right. I'm digging it. So I'll, I'll probably grow it back because I already miss it. <laughs> well, if, I don't think it'll take too long based on, you know, the evidence of what you've currently grown. <laughs> You're definitely uh, very capable of growing a nice beard. Um, I had a segue that I was going to use, but I've completely <laughs> forgotten because we went on this complete sidetrack nice. of the beards. Um, so you mentioned earlier, blood, blood, blood. Oh my god! I can't talk now. You're making him nervous. Blood brothers. <laughs> you mentioned before that we were blood brothers. Now we're sort of beard brothers. Yeah. Based on that. oh. That's what. That was. Whoa! This is why you get paid the big bucks. This is why you guys are the interviewers. <laughs> I wish I got paid the big bucks. Let me tell you that. Maybe if we got paid the big bucks, we'd be able to open a venue 
and let local artists actually play original and, music. And, and because, he's done it again. Because that's, <laughs> that's what we want to do. And I, I mean, I don't know whether it's just because of lockdown has sort of inspired a lot more, but a lot of local artists that we've spoken to have lent the exact same frustrations towards us yeah. who we've spoken to. And I mean, it's been a problem for a long time, but I just feel like lately more than ever, more local artists are more vocal about it. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think it's hard because, I mean, in Sydney, there's plenty of places. In Newcastle, there's plenty of places. Like, the Central Coast is, like, I think, like, the ninth biggest government area in all of Australia. So, like, we are, like, a major major place with a lot going on. And, unfortunately, I mean, I'm still grateful for for my cover gigs. Please don't cancel my current cover, (laughs) cover gigs, everybody. But it would be nice if venues put on, you know, like three artists in a night and everyone just did 45 minutes. And I'm sure people would want to come out and see that at least a couple of times before it got old. Yeah, they'd love to. And I think another, maybe something contributing to it, it's definitely contributed to my personal frustrations is looking at um, the Beery's renovations as they absolutely throw away any ambitions of holding live music yeah. and events anymore and adopt a even bigger gambling operation. Um, was a real kick in the guts for those music lovers here on the Central Coast, but that's their business decision. Um, and, you know, maybe one day we will get some money, uh, maybe through beard merch uh and we will open something up so the artists like yourself can come and play um but until then as someone who um as someone who has played at the beery three times this week i cannot comment on that uh you no 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 opinion uh, this is all mine different yeah uh, yep yep the Full opinions stop. in this interview are not one of branded enough <laughs> Even what I have said is not is not my opinion. Um, but are there any places that we can catch you live that can include the Beery um, uh, anytime soon? Uh, if anyone wants to come out after hearing the song that we will, I promise, play soon. Uh, if anyone wants to catch you, can they find you uh, anywhere on the coast soon? Um, let me have a look. Gosford RSL, 13th of November. There's one. Come and see me play. Keep an eye on my Facebook. We're still kind of getting them coming in out of lockdown and everything sorting out. So, you know, just Instagram, Facebook, watch the Gladys video and then <laughs> message me and say, where the hell are you playing? In that good. order. Yeah, yeah 100% exactly. in that order. Well, we'll now hit play on it. We've teased it a lot. We've made our similarities with all the other artists that we've discussed. We will now hit play on Crystallize. It's the newest release from Brandon Duff. Thanks for hanging out, Brandon. My pleasure. Thanks, boys.